Hello and welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs of NYU and finding out where their journeys have taken them since their glory days on Washington Square. I'm your host, Tom Ellett, and today we have a special show. Our guests, and you'll soon find out why, are Mustafa Manzoor and Savetri Bachin, who worked under the careful supervision of Tara Nakata and Napur Goyal at Lafayette Hall. We'll hear about the great things that have happened in their lives after serving as RAs. Welcome to today's show, and thank you for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for having us. We're Excellent. Outstanding. So I got to know, why are the two of you on this call together? Well, Tom, we wanted to definitely thank you for inviting us both to join you today. We're currently in Philadelphia, and uh, we're moving me into medical school right now. <laughs> and the reason why we're together is because we actually are an engaged couple. Engaged? Amazing. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you so much. So was it instant love when you worked together at Lafayette? Um, I don't think it was instant love. I think it was definitely towards the end of that 2008-2009 academic year that um, we both realized there was something there. And as the year started to close and, you know, everyone was going to be moving, we realized there's something there. And, and that's kind of when we started dating. So when is the big day? Uh, we don't have a definite date, but we're hoping for maybe sometime in early 2020, as things sort themselves out, we'll start setting a date. <laughs> outstanding, outstanding. So, Vichy, what are you doing with your career right now? Well, um, right now I'm a speech language pathologist and I work with the New York City Department of Education. Um, I also have a few other jobs along with that. I actually also work with the New York State program for early intervention where I provide therapy to um, children birth to three years old. Um, I've also done some private practice and have some private patients that I see in home. And I also last uh, fall worked as an adjunct instructor at NYU for a small course in the speech department. Um, and I think I'll be doing that again this fall um, for their neuroanatomy recitation section. I'll just be leading that. Mustafa, you weren't always thinking about being a doctor, were you? I I wasn't, Tom. Uh, for a long time, I was uh, pursuing a career in uh, healthcare management consulting, uh, doing a lot of mergers and acquisitions, and um, I really felt like, you know, that really wasn't my calling for the rest of my life. And so I kind of changed gears, applied to medical school, finally got in, and then I recently transferred uh, from Tulane to Jefferson, uh, which is a small medical school in Philadelphia. Uh, just to be closer to Savitri because New Orleans was just a little bit too far. So what did you both study while you were uh, an undergrad? Well, when I was an undergrad, I, I did have a little bit of a science -y background. So I studied neuroscience, um, but I also balanced that out with some history and a couple of other minors. And I, I just majored in speech language pathology all the way through. <laughs> very focused. <laughs> yeah. So what were you involved in extracurricularly? besides the RA position? For myself, I kind of considered the RA position to be more of an extracurricular activity, mostly because I was a commuter. And so having the opportunity to live on campus seemed fun 
more so than kind of an everyday thing for me. But I also worked a lot. Um, and I did work at the health center as well. And that was kind of fun because I would work with the health promotions office and get to go to all these different info sessions and present information to the students. Um, but aside from that, I used to do a lot of Bollywood dancing via a dance club in Queens um, that was run by you know young girls probably in their early 20s to mid 20s. And there was a group of us and we would perform for a lot of Indo-Caribbean um, events that primarily took place in Queens. Um, and we'd meet up every week and practice. And so that was kind of my life, um, that dance school along with the RA position. And of course, being a student. Do you, do you continue to dance? Unfortunately, I think it was maybe after uh, my first year of graduate school, I was still dancing um, and I had a, a ligament tear while I was practicing and I had a couple other injuries on my right leg after that and it's been really hard to come back to it so I have actually unfortunately stopped since then but I definitely enjoy you know cutting a rug when the opportunity affords me but it just you know it's, it's been really hard to heal that leg up <laughs> at, with multiple injuries every other year so well you'll have a doctor hopefully who will help you with those injuries <laughs> yeah I completely agree. I'm actually thinking about orthopedics, so yeah. I'm definitely perfectly suited to work on her in the future. Outstanding. And Mustafa, how about you? Were you involved in extracurricular activities? Absolutely. So most of my experience was very NYU focused. I was really involved with student government through the University Senate. I founded my own student club. Uh, which unfortunately is defunct, but at the time was the largest student club and it was known as the Chicken and Rice Club. And I was also Chicken really and active. Rice? That's right. So, a meal? <laughs> when we were students, it was the recession. Things are really tough for students. So I really wanted to start a club that would, you know, help, you know, financially with students for covering lunch or dinner whenever we were doing events, but also um, you know, to create an opportunity for a diverse experience. So we'd pick a theme country for the chicken and rice meal of the club meeting and we'd get it catered. And then uh, usually me or, um, you know, someone more informed on the faculty would present on um, the country whose meal we were dining with and, uh, you know, try to learn a little bit about some of the issues around diversity in that particular country. Great idea. So you both become RAs, uh, both at Lafayette. What did you learn from that experience that you've taken in after graduation? I think one of the biggest things that we took away from that was how to work in a group setting and how to ensure that our programs are running smoothly by covering all of the bookings in terms of event planning, um, making sure that the word gets out so that people are excited to attend. Um, and also just kind of the crisis management. I think for me, that was a great skill to learn, you know, rather than panicking, you know, we were taught how to deal with certain crises in a very kind of systematic manner. And knowing that you had other people to rely on was kind of a very um, worthy lesson to keep, you know, go going forward as into adulthood. I completely agree. I think um, crisis management being really organized about, you know, very tense situations, that's an important skill, particularly for someone trying to go into healthcare. But 
um, I found that even when I was in management consulting and we had very tense situations with clients or even amongst our project groups, um, you know, the RA experience paid off immensely. Um, so an incredibly valuable experience um, that I reflect on on a regular basis. At Lafayette, you faced lots of issues, being further from the square, getting students to get involved because they were gone for most of the day. Uh, what were some of the memories you have about being at Lafayette? Um, I think one of my favorite memories is really, um, as an RA, you got to think about the opportunity that you wanted to afford your residents. And as someone who, while I was born, in New York, I wasn't raised in New York. I grew up in Florida, and so I really wanted to explore New York City and, you know, try to open um, up some experiences for my residents. So, I think uh, a, a lot of what Lafayette was was opening the doors for New York, getting to know it a little bit better. So I remember having programs in Story of New York, um, deep in Brooklyn and Coney Island, just trying to get uh, my residents rich experiences and uh, get to know New York City better. Demetri, how about for you? Did, did you uh, have specific memories from Lafayette? Um, so to be totally cheesy about this memory, I think aside from, you know, working with a wonderful staff, as large as the staff was at Lafayette, I think all the experiences I had with the fellow staff members, you know, really painted a picture, you know, that's lasted up to this day and more specifically it's falling in love with Mustafa was a very memorable part of my experience at Lafayette um, and I think that a lot of the other activities were kind of overshadowed by you know finding this big love while we were there but aside from him there are some other relationships that you know I developed with the other staff members that and, and, and our supervisors, Nippur and Tara, that, you know, when we see each other today, if we have the opportunity to hang out or to run into each other, um, it's just like we never left. And we're all very able to communicate with one another and celebrate each other's successes. And I think that that community that we built during our time is a memory, um, a, me a collective memory of lots of little moments between um, the staff members. And I think that was probably the most valuable thing and the most memorable of the whole experience. It's definitely a special network and group that you form together as a staff. Mm -hmm. uh, how about as it relates to the upper class experience? You know, they talk a lot, we talk a lot about how different it is to be in a first year building compared to an upper class building. Uh, some of the RAs who are coming through the system now are going to be starting in a couple of weeks and they're thinking about how how it might be to be in an upper-class building where people may have already found their niches. Did you find that experience to be true for you being in an upper-class building? I definitely agree with that. I think uh, something that I noticed, because in my subsequent years as an RA, I actually did an exploration explore in another building. We had a, a lot more uh, junior folks um, living with us on the floor, and so I think there's a big difference between an upper-class building uh, versus one that has a, a freshman or a younger group of students. And um, I think it, it's it's really, what it comes down to is exactly what you pointed out, is that they still haven't found their niche place in NYU or even New York City as a whole. 
And so a lot of the residential experiences that I tried to um, lead is uh, stuff that would create community. Um, and I think in the upperclassmen environment, it's it's sort of like expected that you've already found it to a certain degree. But um, when I was an RA, I felt like there's probably a group of students that don't have that. And so definitely important to have um, opportunities to make community regardless of what you would say is the, the culture or expectations of an upper class environment. Thanks for sharing that. We're gonna move to fast takes. It's a new section that we've added into the podcast. I'm gonna ask you a couple of quick questions with your immediate response of what you think of when I, when I mention these things. Uh, either one of you, your favorite tradition at NYU. Oh, that's really tough. I think 100 nights before graduation was huge. I think that that's, that's a fantastic opportunity to see some faces that you haven't seen in a while, but also connect with, um, you know, the fact that you're graduating and you have to prepare for a career. It's, it's a fantastic transition point between student and uh, postgraduate life. Strawberry Fest. Strawberry Fest. Get it. Oh, I'm sorry. It was supposed to be a one or two word answer. I'm sorry. No, it could be as many words as you want. Did, did either of you go abroad? I did. Um, I spent my junior spring semester right before I became an RA in London um, for four months. So that was a once in a lifetime experience there. And I did a I think it was a Dean's Travel Colloquium, maybe after my sophomore year, where I went to Mexico for a week or two with Dean Brabeck and her husband, um, actually. And we did some cool interactive research while we were there. Best dining hall? Kimmel. Kimmel, by far. Okay. Any celebrity sightings as an NYU student? Olivia Wilde. Hmm. Think I have any? <laughs> None on my end. <laughs> None, okay. In terms of advice for those uh, RAs that are entering the system, what advice do you have? Making sure that when someone else approaches you, you are always as welcoming as you possibly can be. And if you are busy and you're in a jam, making sure that the times that you're available um, are clearly, you know, published or available somewhere or you verbally tell someone hey i'd really love to speak to you right now but i you know totally in a jam i have to do this but letting them know that you really want to speak to them and making sure you follow up if that happens um because you want to be known as dra you know someone who they can rely on so that would be my best advice is you know to definitely take care of yourself but also be mindful of how you interact with the residents so that you can be seen as a resource rather than someone who just really doesn't get them. Helpful. <laughs> Musma, do you have something you want to add? I definitely do. So I think, you know, Savitri touched a, lo a lot upon, uh, you know, the resident facing aspects of being an RA, but um, there's a lot of other tasks. And I think one thing that I, I want RAs to know, future RAs, is that uh, you're not alone. There's a lot of strengths that you're going to notice your um, staff members have that you don't. Someone might be better at door decks. Someone <laughs> might be better at crisis management or conflict resolution or, or whatever it is. Um, not everyone is good at everything. And so you really have to remember that you're on a staff. You 
have to collaborate. You have to uh, ask questions, ask for help, and, and remember that you know it's it's not just an individual effort group, and you were trying to shepherd a whole building in somewhat respects, and it's something that must not be forgotten. It's it's a collaborative effort, and you know never be afraid to ask for help. Wise words, no doubt. Uh, any shout outs for anybody in your staff in these last few seconds together? Yes, we've got, I definitely want to congratulate Allie and Christian who are fellow RAs with us. And Another they couple. actually, yeah, they just gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. Eleonora. Eleonora, so we definitely want to shout out, you know, Lafayette <laughs> baby, Eleonora. <laughs> And Christian and Ali, we're so happy for them. We definitely are. Um, and of course, Tara Nakata and Nipur Goyle, uh, without them, without them selecting us to be on staff, but <laughs> I don't really know where our lives would be right now. Uh, so we're always grateful. <laughs> well, we're grateful to you, both of you, especially sharing your story. And, and so helpful to have two very different stories. One where the career was going the same exact direction and stayed that way one that you had the academic underpinnings for what you want to do and you kind of veered a little bit differently into be more of a provider rather than being a support to the provider. So uh, really appreciate Mustafa and uh, Savitri to spend some time with me uh, on a Sunday evening to talk about the journey and how far you've gone since NYU. As always, thanks to our listeners who can learn more about what happens to former RAs at NYU and how are they making their dreams into realities. Special thanks to my engineer, Duncan Lemieux, and to the current professional staff and alums of NYU who assist the great RAs in skill acquisition along the way. If you like the show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know RA's favorite books, go to whatthey'rereading.blogspot.com. And finally, feel free to tweet me at T-E-L-L-E-T for a shout out. Until next time, think about how you can best serve your communities wherever you are.